Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. You gotta be quicker than that. Yeah, gotta be quick. You gotta be faster. <laughs> you gotta wake up early in the morning to out joke the Jacob. Impossible. You can't do it. It's the horror comedy podcast with Haley and Jake and our new ghost friend and our new ghost friend that we might have. So I bought a chair. That's true. From the seventies mm-hmm. for thirty five dollars. I think that bitch tricked me. And I'm pretty sure it was haunted. Yeah. It's weird. Tell them the story. Tell them the story. I was like home by myself. First day. Had the chair. Washing dishes. And the toilet flushed while I was washing the dishes. So the water pressure went down and I like ran up in there because it scared me. And I had a plate in my hand. I was ready to bash somebody. And um, there was nobody. And I was like, oh, okay, it could be a cat. And then like, you know... Like, other weird little things happened, but it was nothing like, oh, yeah, that was a ghost for sure. You know, it was just, like, weird stuff. Things we explained away. Yeah. And then that's always a mistake. But anyway, uh, then, like, I was kind of freaked out. So when Jake got home from work, I was like, hey, can you come, like, hang out with me or whatever? And um, I was in the shower. And so you opened the bathroom door and opened the bedroom door and hung out. And it's, like, across the hall so that we could, Uh like, you could see me. And I was like, okay, this is great. I feel like much better. And while I'm taking a shower, fucking toilet flushed again. And there was no cats. Like, there was no cats anywhere. There was nowhere. There's nothing. Like, there was... There's no reason. There's no reason. And then... Nope. Other weird little things have been happening, actually. And just now, um... This... We we have this fake-ass flower. Yeah. Sitting in a cup. Like a large mug. Uh Uh-huh. And it just, like... Fell? Flipped. It flipped over the cup. Yeah. And fell. And there's nothing. I mean, there's no. Re- we were both sitting here watching it. Like there was no. There's no reason. And there was no cats. All the cats were by us. And it's been sitting in that fucking cup for like for months. Eight months. Months. There's like literally no reason. So. Hmm. And then Dill went over there. And then Dill went over there, all pissed off. Yeah. Uh. The worst guard dog. But Haley did get me a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. It's. I would call it a safety kit. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And it's got holy water in it, yep. crucifixes, mm-hmm. a Bible, mm-hmm. tiny a mirror, mm-hmm. and she woodcrafted it all together. It's amazing. It's the coolest gift ever. It's fucking. Uh, there's it's, gonna be it's pictures. The coolest gift ever. There will be pictures on our Instagram. I'm so glad you liked it. It was like. I'm so horny about it. Like, how do you make Christmas really cool when you make minimum wage? Um, you know, let's give it a little shot. Let's let's try it. Let's do something wicka wicka wacky. It was the greatest. The holidays. It's the holidays right now. The holidays. I'm sorry. The holidays. The holidays. And you know, like Hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise sauce. Sometimes it makes you sad. Sometimes it makes you happy. And like, 
Same as with holidays. Holiday depression is real. It's real. Seasonal depression is a thing. It's fucking real. COVID depression. Also real. Check on your friends. Check on your friends. Check on your fucking self, dude. Check on yourself. Yeah. Check yourself (laughs) before you wreck yourself. Check yourself. Um, You know, it's the time of year where people like want gifts. It's not about money. It's definitely not about money. Mm -hmm. The idea is like that you're spending time with them. You're giving them something that means something. You know, it's like the whole thing. But right now... You can't really be with your family like you usually can. Most people can't. I mean, I my family lives back home in Pennsylvania. So this mm-hmm. is like, you know, kind of usual for me and Jake, I think, because his family also lives mm-hmm. Minnesota. in Minnesota. Yeah. So I think this is like we're used to this. Right. So we kind of in a weird way, like are thankful <laughs> because this is just fine. But so, some people are really fucking sad. And if you don't make a lot of money like that can also add to it. I understand that completely. Take care of yourselves, you guys. I- did enjoy the weird ass shopping though you know what i mean like cheap gifts oh like the gift i got my stepmom yeah and my sister-in-law i agree best gifts ever i like i'm not gonna say what they are because i'm i'm doubt they listen but anyways but if they did (laughs) though they'll know what they got for christmas yeah if you guys are like me though like you know sometimes those fucking blues hit around this time of year it's natural there's a lot of fucking shit going on check on yourself check yourself check on your friends take care of yourselves um if you have self health yeah is important it's really important mental health you have a therapist talk to your fucking therapist but if you're like me and you can't afford one i would recommend you check out dr daniel fox on youtube he is a psychologist he has all these amazing inspiring videos especially about personality disorders that just made me feel so seen and heard and loved and supported and um we all need a little bit of that right now there's also dr Brene brown she is an angel um just a couple of things on youtube that you can check out if you're feeling fucking low i just want you guys to remember that you are important there's nobody like you there'll never be another you you matter and uh yeah so we're gonna get through this together even though it's fucking tough we're here for you we're here for you and um if you're somebody like jake who is super fucking supportive and has a spouse that struggles and you've been there for them really hard lately like thank you thank you thank you you are so important during this time of the year. <laughs> just, I wish that there was something I could say in the podcast that if you're feeling this way, that w- it would just heal you and make you feel magically better. There's nothing I can say. I just want to say. I wish I knew what that was. I know, right? I just want to tell you that Abra you're not Kadabra. alone. Abra fucking Kadabra. I just want to say that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. Um, just keep breathing. Keep doing that. And we will make it through together. And self-harm is never the answer. And self-harm is never the answer. That's absolutely correct. Another part of getting through this is that we need to, uh, you know, kind of distract ourselves a little bit. And mm-hmm. I've already talked about this. So was, you already know I'll live and die by this. Getting scared is a great fucking way to do that. You're in control. If you get too scared, you can turn it off. Except for unless you're Jake and you're unless filming you're, this, recording this right now. And then that's great. you can't really. You can always say smoke break. You can always tap out. Say smoke break. Muskrat is our code word. Muskrat is Muskrat. our code That's our code word. Um, I think it's really important to, you know, continue to do things that you enjoy. Find joy in life. And Look learn at things. a new skill. Learn a new skill. Like, honestly, Put like, a box I've together. learned so much this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned how to stream. I'm going to learn how to play the drums. Yeah. You're, you're learning Spanish. Yeah. See. See. Hey. <laughs> We're going to get through this together. We scare because we care. We scare because we care. We're going to get through this together, but we're also going to, more importantly, we're going to get scared together. That was Grandpa's stash.
Oh yeah, what are we smoking today, that was Jake? Grandpa's stash by Kraft. It's a PHO wax, which means propane hash oil. It's good. Yes. And we took dabs of that last night, and I had a really good time. You're smoking some weed. I don't know what's in that thing. With (coughs) some uh, Moroccan hash. It's so good. I'm actually so stoned. I'm like all giggly. and like This story scared me a lot. Just because it introduces a new aspect into like living in a home that I had not considered, which is just like, how much do you trust the people you're buying a home from? How much do you trust the land the home is built on? How much do you trust what you're seeing? And it also kind of begs the question, like, what the fuck is a ghost? And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I am no longer an atheist. Like I can officially fucking say that just because it's it's I've seen some Even shit. Ghosts. I see yeah, and I can't say that there's nothing if there's ghosts. If there's something. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> and I've seen ghosts before. I've seen ghosts before and like I guess I I guess I knew that there was something, but I just never had the guts to come out and be like, Hey, yeah, okay, self. Like we need to address this. Like there's actually what? something going yeah. on, you know? Like I totally agree yeah so it just makes me think like and what do you think jake because we've talked about it I think it's way better if it's a ghost like honestly it's like but i mean in terms of a ghost like we talked about in the heidi wyrick story that fella who thought that ghosts Mm -hmm. were stored in like the limestone and replayed Mm -hmm. to sensitive people that's dumb okay we talked about brady murphy although i mean the chair (laughs) i mean they they could haunt items that's true. You know, we talked about Bridie Murphy, where she she waited in purgatory and was like a ghost for a yeah, while. That's what made me think that Catholicism is the way to go. Like, what do you think it actually is? Um, ghosts. Yeah, I think. Is there an explanation? I think ghosts are people are trapped here um, because they're not at peace. That's good. So, like, if you die and you're not good with yourself. That's good. I like that. I'll go with that. If you're not, like. Satisfied. I don't even know if it's or right. if you're not right with God. Or, oh. or if you're not right with yourself. I like that. So that's what you think, though. It's like no, if you no if you die and you're, like, not cool, you just get stuck. Or you have unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah. Like Casper. I'm gonna go like in that. the Casper movie. Yep. Yep. I'm going to go with that. I like that. I like that. So, uh, I don't the know. The Church of Casper. The Church of Casper. The religion Casper. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> One of the fucking things I do fucking know is that, especially now that since we had like a couple creepy things, I know for sure that like. Keep your animals close. Keep your animals close. Keep your eyes closer. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no. I know for sure that like that trope of there's like no place like home you know there's like whole ass movies written about it i understand it a little movies no like the wizard of oz is what i was thinking of yeah where she clips her heels together it's it's the wizard of oz it is also tons of hallmark movies and tons of other movies too it's like a huge theme it is Mm -hmm. a hollywood trope it's a holiday theme it is a holiday theme and it has a whole different millions off of that millions Folgers commercials toll house commercials Yeah. yeah Yeah, yes. and I'm feeling that right now. I am too. It's the holidays. It's it's everything, and it's especially having spooky shit. I, know. I think seeing my brother this past week really oh. fucked me up. 
Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Who's sweet though? The place, no place. What? The pl- what? The phrase, no place like home. The f- place, the no place like. The place, place. no place like from. <laughs> is what I was it's trying better. to say. <laughs> I like that better. The phrase, no place like home, has taken on like a whole new fucking meaning for me lately, and I think for a lot of other people too. I think it's also got to do with COVID too. Definitely, yeah. and um. Like I said earlier, part of that is like trusting who you're buying the home from, trusting the land the home is on. Oh shit, I forgot that's even where we were. Where we that's were where we started. This. That's where we started. That's like you have to trust the the blueprints or what you understand the layout to be of the home. There's a lot. Always ask if it was a crack house because they have to legally tell you that and then you get a discount on the house. That's true. Well, after this, you might have way more questions to ask somebody you're buying a house from. I am definitely going to ask if it's haunted. There is a beautiful home. You will find it (laughs) in West Bay, Wisconsin. Ugh. You hate Wisconsin. Ugh. West Bay. Nobody would know this, but we have done a podcast that never aired. And it was about this true crime case. It was about this girl that got murdered. It was in Wisconsin. And then we did the Slenderman one where the, the little girl almost got murdered and it was in All Wisconsin. All in Wisconsin. And Thank Jake you. just has this personal vendetta now. He just fucking hates Wisconsin. Like, no, you, you, like, I already didn't really like Wisconsin. I don't know. If I want cheese, I'll go to Ohio. You know what I mean? It's just like, who do they think they are? So this is a beautiful mansion, Jake. Fuck, I have to get another tattoo. And you'll find it in West Bay, Wisconsin. It was built originally in 1916 by Robert Lamont. You got pictures of it? Yes, is I sure do. Is it a sick-ass house? It is fucking sick. He lived in a mansion regularly. Wow, okay. Exactly. Works. Exactly. He lived in Forest Lake, Illinois. And it was... Ugh. Yeah, I know. Bear country. And it was a fucking mansion. He lived in a mansion with his wife, Helen. So he wanted a vacation home. So he goes to Wisconsin. Wisconsin? And it's a lake. It's a beautiful lake. And he builds. There's 11,000 of those bad boys. 11,000. And he builds this crazy, like almost craftsman style. But honestly, it has a lot of different elements. And it's a mansion. No, I think it's very pretty. I will show you. It's a mansion and it's got like a whole little separate house thing to it. Cool. It's very pretty. It's very bougie. That's the house in like 1928 or something. It was built in like 1916. Mr. Lamont built this house for himself. He was actually the vice president of a company called Simplex Railway Appliance. Whoa, Simplex Railroad Appliance? Really? Oh, so he (laughs) (laughs) he was the vice president. Um, Really? The company got like built or bought by another company and he retained his position. And he eventually went on to serve as the secretary of commerce under President Herbert Hoover. Bet. Yeah. Bet that I will have the title of vice vice president. He will. He fucking will. And then. And then in 1928, uh, you'll be elected to serve on to the, uh, or 2028, I guess, the, uh, you know, Secretary of Commerce or whatever. I don't know about that. How about that was I only the Secretary of Commerce not a hundred years maybe? ago? Huh? Be the Secretary of Commerce for Kanye? Yeah. Yo, give them all Teslas, baby. Teslas. Uh, tes- free Teslas. I don't want to talk about Teslas because I haven't had a nightmare about Elon Musk in a while and I don't want to start again. You just say um, it once, say it two more times. <laughs> he's going to show up in the mirror. If he built this mansion, he fucking fully staffed it with a full-ass wait staff, including <gasps> servants. Of Native Americans. 
Uh, I don't know. Okay. He had wait servants and uh, like chefs and stuff. Mr. Lamont called the manor. Mm. It's officially named Summerwind. I don't like it because it sounds like Midsummer. I think it sounds like a Skyrim house. Summerwind. That's true. Uh, but well, do haven't we talked about what we we would name our estate? I That's a conversation think we we've had. did, but I can't Stone remember. Hills. Oh yeah, but uh, Mr. Lamont called it Lilac Hills. Ours is gonna be Stoned Hill. Love it. Him and his fancy wife Helen. They regularly lived in a mansion, so this place had to be bougie as fuck. They had maids, they had chefs, all that shit, and the staff would often hear. Or smell things that were not natural or explainable. God damn, Lenny! You <laughs> shit your fucking pants. <laughs> and Lenny would be like, "No, sir. No, I. It wasn't me. It wasn't sir, I. Come on, I don't eat egg salad every Please, day. No. And well, God damn it, Lenny. Also, but I want you to think that this is also like 1916, right? You eat some funky ass no, Wisconsin no, no. cheese. Hear me out. Hear me out. So they don't have like deodorant and shit. Oh. So they're probably smelling like flowers and shit. You know what I mean? Like good smells. When it usually smells like shit. And they're like, well, what the fuck gives? Because nothing would explain mm. that. Nothing would explain a good smell. Well, they're rich, so they probably have perfume and cologne. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't explicitly say that, but that's just what I thought. Because everybody would smell like cholera and diarrhea. Oh. Sorry. And B.O. And they even got to a point where they were so freaked out they didn't want to work alone. They always wanted to have a buddy with them because they were not Rule idiots. Number Rule number two. And they even went to Mrs. Lamont with their concerns. Miss Lamont, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you, dude. Lenny only eats egg salad for lunch. And he's shit in his pants. Shit in his pants. But beyond that, there's also a ghost. But also, there's a ghost. There's also a ghost here. And she was like, Mrs. Lamont was like... <laughs> You're fired. Probably. That's what she said. Oh, don't. I don't really. She's all like spraying her perfume yep. all heavily and yep. stuff. Like, what do you mean? I only smell this. What do you mean? They, you I smell only demons. smell lilacs. You smell sulfur like the smell of demons, y'all. I smell you're fired. I smell you're fired. How I about you get out? You smell like demons. You Spray smell, her. You smell unemployed. Oh, you smell poor. <laughs> Go back to cheese. So Mrs. Lamont was like, fuck, no, that's not true. And John was, too. John was, like, not a believer. One night, this is a quote, and it is from a book that I read for this episode, and it's called Haunted Summer Wind, A Ghostly History of a Wisconsin Mansion by Devin Bell. All right, first off, there ain't no Wisconsin. There, um, <laughs> Wisconsin mansion costs $100,000, okay? It's a fucking turd shack. So Helen it's called an outhouse in 1916. Money a hundred thousand is very much okay. So that's true. Check yourself. Uh, so Helen, this is a quote from that book. Helen came face to face with something truly terrifying one night. Lenny, with his pants bl- around his ankles, just jerking <laughs> off to the paintings. No. Goddamn, Lenny. Worse. <gasps> Way worse. worse. Following a late dinner, he and his wife were enjoying a dessert when the door to the basement pantry began to shake violently. It's a cat. Mrs. Lamont was so terrified that she took cover behind her husband. And then the door swung open and both witnessed what they described as a ghoul. Lamont described the man. It's a ghoul. It's a pretty ghoul. Lamont described the man as far too tall, dressed in black and swaying through. Slenderman. And swaying through made from smoke pushed by the breeze. That's deep. So it's like this. By the it's like this seven or eight foot tall, hunched over, dressed in black, Slenderman. 
made out of smoke man coming towards you like it's being blown in the wind. That's some heavy opium they're smoking. So what he did was... Shot it. He pulled out his fucking sword. Babe, he literally pulled out his gun and shot it twice. Yeah, Ah, rule number (laughs) ten. Or what's what's the gun rule? Eight. Rule number eight. We're at seven right now. No, we don't want to tell people that because what if it was a maid or something? They shoot at it. Nothing happens. It disappears. She's fucking terrified. I'm sure one of them pissed themselves. So he won. But it doesn't matter because that. Was fucking traumatizing. They didn't want to think. Killed it. They didn't want to think the house was haunted. And they didn't kill it. That's true. It could come back whenever. And it's ten feet tall. You know, two rounds. It's disgusting. Made it so you just got to shoot it twice every time. No way, Jose. So it's just too much Rule for them. 10, they run out. The, they run away. <laughs> they run out the front door. They leave. They never come back. But the thing is, what? I'm serious. They abandoned it. Yeah. But the is thing it still is, there? the thing is that John. Was left his keys in the fucking. No, he was really attached to the house. He had like a draw to it. So he didn't, he wouldn't let anybody buy it. He was obsessed with it. He kept going back to check on it. Um, He thought about it all the time. He talked about it all the time. It was like almost like he was like obsessed with it and he would not sell it. But he didn't go there. He would didn't live there anymore because he was too scared. He died though. John Lamont <laughs> died in 1948, and it actually sat vacant until then. At that point, it was sold to the Kiefer family. So foolish. So Mrs. Kiefer didn't live there, actually, which is curious. What the fuck? Exactly. Like, why did she buy it? I don't know. Couldn't find more information on that. I read a book. I watched a TV show. What kind of money is that? Not sure. And um, so she bought this mansion, which has like an extra house, and she didn't go live in it, but she did own it. And she kept trying for shits and gigs, I guess. And the thing is, she kept trying to sell it and she would sell it. People would like try to own it and then they would encounter these like huge financial problems. They would like lose everything and they would default on the payments and she would have to take ownership of it again. Damn, that's good, though, because she's got that money and then the house. Yeah. So I wouldn't be complaining. But the thing is that that happened five times. Don't you think that's crazy? I don't give a shit. I got that. I'm getting that bread, yo. You are getting that bread. I'm getting half of some free money and I'm getting the house back. That's like you the are. greatest deal that could have happened. It's like her. you're steeping the tea back. Yeah. You know, you're just what? going in and out of there. You're dunking it in. You're taking like it. it out. You're Bad dunking analogies. it in. It's uh, not a good analogy not at all. Good. Nothing would go right with this house, it seemed. And it took five families, five times where she tried to sell it defaulted it came back to her she didn't even fucking want it anymore so when the hinshaw family came around she in the summer of 1969 she was really this is what i'm saying she's about to give these people the house for free scot free right no okay because i'm that's how i'm thinking i'm just like yo just give me 20 bucks the house is yours (laughs) so they (laughs) i have no ownership of this all the documents are in your name fuck you in the summer of 1969. Yeah, summer of love. Ginger Hinshaw. Yeah, Ginger. Ginger. Isn't that such a 1970s name? Like, it's not a thing anymore. Hey, Ginger. Let's name her kid All Ginger. Right, done. She goes on a trip with her friend. Wow. Oh, my God. It's her so girlfriend, you know? <gasps> in a convertible? N- yeah, probably. Okay. Probably in a convertible. And 69. they're just having, like, a great time. And her friend is, like, probably has this other really great 70s name, hair. like, Virginia or Pinky. something. And she's like, 
Let's go. I'm going to show you this like creepy Let's ass haunted house. Place and then go to the haunted house. Yeah. So she takes Ginger to this haunted house. Ginger sees Summerwind for the first time. And her eyes, they have like heart shapes and they pop out of her head like a cartoon. She wanted it? She wanted it bad. She was in love with it. Damn it, Ginger. So she did what she had to do and she bought it. Because I will show you some pictures of sort of kind of what it looked like. It had been sitting vacant for 40 years. Peep this. This is probably even more hauntier. This place had been sitting abandoned. It's not even a nice house, honestly. You don't think? No. Well, it had been sitting abandoned for 40 years at this point. It was damaged, but Ginger thought it had potential. And Ginger at this point had been divorced. Damn, Ginger's a badass bitch. A wet-ass pussy. She is. And she had been divorced a few times, to- once. She had moved a lot of times, though. And so she was excited to make her final move and, like, not have to move again with her kids because she had four kids. Damn, Ginger. Ginger had also recently gotten married to a man named Arnold. This house also did have a reputation. Okay. <gasps> Being a skills bucket house. It was creepy. People knew it was creepy. People knew that it had been sitting there abandoned for 40 years and that people the last people who owned jacked it. Jacked off and putting Ouija, shit, Ouija boards in there. Yeah, they were. And it seemed like everybody who moved in there had terrible luck. The last people who lived there, like, who actually lived there, lived there 40 years ago. Yeah, like, that's crazy. There's shit on the wall. There's shit on the wall. There's all kinds of shit going on. So... Ginger was really excited to change that. She was excited to get in there. I want it pink. So she was going to redo the whole thing. She was really excited to remodel. Fucking nine-year-old April, though, was like, what the fuck, Mom? Mom, you got four kids, bitch. There's no paint on these walls. There's windows missing. How am I going to live here? the paint here is lead-based. And the thing is that Arthur... Yo... Lead-based paint is the culprit. Because remember, they were using lead-based paint in all these fucking houses, so they used lead-based paint in this house, and they're fucking tripping out. But there was no paint. On the wall anymore. Yeah. Because the lead-based paint had peeled away. Yeah. When it does, when someone... So they, like, take it off, and they, like, sweep it up, and then they put more paint on it. Yeah, but before, when these people were... First people. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe? Science has disproven science. This is so a April uh, was not fucking down. She's like, "What the fuck, mom? This house um, is fucked you're up." Dumbass bitch. It was decrepit, and when April was in the house at nine years old, she felt a feeling of dread, and she did not want to be there. That's called anxiety and depression. It's not good. Uh, so it. Georgia and Arthur start to renovate. Arthur actually owned a successful construction company. April said that George. Right, y'all working for free this weekend. Get your ass. Come on, children. There. You have, there's four of them. I mean, honestly, you have a whole troop, so you might as well. April said that Ginger made home feel like home, no matter how much money they had, which is really Ooh. sweet and super mom. I bet you that's really probably nice when you have as much money as you need to to make it feel like home. Yeah, well, that's true. And when you're moving into a house with no paint yeah. and like no windows, like you really should have, like your mom Some should be extra nice to you yep. to make it better. So, uh, anyway. Local delivery appliance folks would not go into the house. Mm, I'll drop it at the edge of the drive. Exactly. Plumbers, electricians, and carpenters would freeze and refuse to proceed when they heard the address that they lived at. One day, Ginger was unpacking things, putting them into a closet when she noticed a small panel that seemed to be, uh, you know, 
Detachable. Detachable. So she pushes this panel in and it falls in and it's a crawl space. Hell yeah. And she's like, floor safe. Floor safe. It's a floor safe. No, it's not. It's the floor safe of Reddit. It's this little square panel and it's, um, she knocks it. She pushes the panel and it falls down. She realizes it's this huge panel and she gets a flashlight. She signs it. She shines it down. She realizes it goes down the entire length of the hallway. What is it? And she can't see to the end of it. She crawl in it? There's some shit in the hallway too. There's like little, there's something in there. There's a couple different things. She's not able to see. She can tell it's dirty, right? But she, she can't tell. So she goes, she tells Arthur, he comes, he takes a look. I'm sorry, Arnold. I think I started calling him Arthur because you can't say Arnold. I can't say Arnold. (laughs) All right, Arnie. Arnie. So she goes and she tells Arnie. Arnie, help me. Arnold, help me. I found this weird hole. Can you look at my hole? And he comes (laughs) up. Hell yeah, bitch. Give me that flashlight. And he he looks at it and he takes the flashlight and he starts to go in. It's just a vent. It's just a vent. He goes down it a little bit. He realizes that this crawl space goes all the way down to their daughter's room and it curves around to go down to their bedroom. (gasps) But he can't fit where it starts to narrow. So he goes goes back. He goes and he tells. Kids. Come Ginger. Here. And he literally goes and he tells his kids, come here. Yeah, come here. Come here. Come here, kids. Get a so, fun treasure hunt. And he's like, April, There's I went in there. There's in the end over there. And I can't tell what's at the end of this tunnel. And I just want oh, you to go down. Fuck no. April got conned into this. And she's like, no, I don't want to. So maybe. Send fucking Jeff down there. Send Jeff. So nine-year-old maybe. April crawls into the hole. This fucking kid. And she goes down. And, and, uh, you know, Arnold's like her stepdad, so I can't imagine how that feels, but Arnold. <laughs> what an asshole. I know, dude. I know, I know. Like, like, you're the, so the mad. Most you're so mad. Stepdad thing it's to fucking like do. It's just like classic stepdad. I would have just been like, you can't fit because you're fat asshole. You're fat, you fat, fat ass. ass. So April goes down the hole, and Arnold, I, I imagine, come, I is calling back. out to her. I imagine he's like, how's it going? And she's like, what it's are you fine. seeing? It's fine. And then he hears nothing. And then he's like, uh, hello. Fuck, she's going to divorce me. And then April starts screaming, shrieking, shrieking, like like she's being murdered. So then he hears this frantic clawing, and it's April. She's ripping down this fucking cross space like an animal. And she's hysterical. And she's she's crying. She's sobbing. She, she's not, you know, she's just like losing her shit. She's nine years old. She's not meant to handle trauma. And she's fucking losing it because she saw something awful down there. And they finally calm what her down. It? And they ask her, like, April, like, what? What was down there? And what she, was it? She's like, oh, it goes, it curves. It goes down to your bedroom. I don't know where it lets out. But at the end, there's a skull with hair attached to it. Oh. And there's a leg and I think an arm. Oh. And it's just there's there's bones and I there was a hair and there was a, there's a skull and That's why he was so attached to the house. So he had murdered somebody and was fucking jacking off to oh her my remains. God. And then would leave. That's that was his kink. That's rich people are fucking weird. And eh? they are fucking weird. And the uh, the other weird thing is like I don't think these people called the cops. I don't think the fucking What'd I don't think do Ginger and our, I think they just left it there. Dumb. I think they that's just fucking the left fucking, it there. That's the thing that's making it haunted. Y'all gotta figure out what happened. So fucking, they also in the same like crawl space find these original blueprints for the house, and it's like rolled up into a big scroll, uh-huh. and they uh-huh. unroll the scroll, and inside uh-huh. is this huge ass peace pipe. So Ginger is like, 
this is crazy. This. this is so historical. Let's hit this, hit this peace pipe. pipe. There's probably all kinds of cool shit in here. Do you want to see the original blueprints? Yeah. Okay. Sick. Of just the, the main house. Pretty sick house. Right. It's huge. It's got pillars. It's giant. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Wisconsin, though. Ugh. She goes, she shows the kids. She thinks it's really cool. And April, April, don't be traumatized. April, do you see, you see this? Now April's on the subreddit called Raised by Narcissists. Hey, girl. No, just kidding. But Ginger is suddenly driven to restore the house. She's more inspired than ever. A dead body and a peace pie. I love it. And it's as if she had some strange guidance. She describes going through 11 different colors at some point painting the house because none of the rooms... In one of the rooms, none of these colors looked right because she just had this like strange guidance and the strange vision and this Did weird drive. Um, not yet. Damn not yet. Ooh. So she was fucking fixated for sure, but Arnold was not. He actually was losing interest. He wasn't enthused anymore. He didn't want to finish anything. That's because fucking his lady's like, ah, no, painted a different color, and his I'm crew, his crew is probably all pissed. Like his crew his, won't even go in there. He's so like, it's fuck. just him and the kids and Ginger yeah. for months. So they're probably pissed that they have to repaint the same room fucking 12 times. <laughs> 12 fucking times, Ginge. Come on. Come on, Gigi. It's blue now. It's fucking blue. It's fucking blue. And she's like, no, the ghost of man is telling me it should be mm. you. No, I want eggshell this I time. want eggshell. It's not the right white. Arnold is not excited anymore. He's hardly finishing things. He is not really able to focus. He seems to be losing interest in pretty much everything but especially the house meanwhile the kids would be doing something in the dining room they would be like you know making cookies or something they would set up their chairs and you know how kids are about chairs they'd be like this is my chair this is my chair this is my train and then they go to the fucking kitchen and they do their thing and they come back to the dining room and the chairs are all rearranged whoa this chairs there's Someone in my chair. Why are they stacked? There's someone. My porridge. Someone's in my porridge. Yeah. So it's, it's a Goldilocks situation. Ghostylocks. Goddamn. Goddamn. So it's that kind of shit, though. Cheers. Cheers. It's this kind of shit. It's one second you look, you look away, you you look back. The chairs are rearranged. You know, it's creepy. It's fucking weird. It happens. It happens. The kids are always feeling watched in the house. And actually, if Ginger's being honest, so so does she. There's a sense of foreboding. Nobody in the house ever felt alone. They specifically felt like they were never alone. Ginger is also in denial. Like, if the kids come to her and they say, like, hey, mom, I think this... She's like, shut this is up! This my fucking dream house, you little bitch. My, you know all my other dreams? No, because no, you ruined because them. you. And now I have a mansion, and now you're not going to ruin that, too. You ain't going to fucking ruin it. It's going to be the exact fucking color that excellent. I want. As she's, like, rage-smoking yeah. a Virginia Slim. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Arnold becomes more withdrawn. He begins to sleep. Ooh, an affair. He starts sleeping through like the whole day. He goes to sleep at like Lucky. <laughs> 4 a.m. He sleeps to like 3 p.m. That's normal. And then he gets up and he eats a little something something. And then he goes into It sounds the- like he's got fucking sleep apnea. Maybe. To like 4 a.m. Or like insomnia or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes to the parlor after he eats Uh-oh. dinner. Tell me more. And he sits down at the organ and he plays Whoa. his organ. All right. Well, that's creepy. Like, come on, Arnold. Why? Why? 
And he's playing All the like, kids are like, the fucking nerve of this fucking guy. Dude, it's like. He's not even a real dad. It's like nine o'clock at night. It's fucking 4 a.m., Arnold. It's you're not a real you're not a real dad. And he plays gospel music and he plays hymns and he plays in all fucking night. He's, he's probably like, you fucking little fuckers. I'm the only thing keeping those ghosts at bay. <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> Creepy as fuck. He also started to act really fucking irrational. He started to get like really wicked anger problems, which I understand could be the symptoms of like a mental illness, Blood but pain. Little things would happen where, like, so one time Arnold was doing, like, a repair on the outside door of the house. He's probably tired of this bitch taking all his money to repair her this fucking house. Maybe. But he's, like, repairing this, whatever it is, like a shutter or something. And he's fucking, using this he's hammer. Muttering, he's like, fucking fucking shit, asshole, fucking bitch. bitch. And his fucking two, so his two daughters asshole. are hanging out in the yard playing. And he looks down, he sets the hammer down to do something, he, and then he goes to pick it up, and the hammer's gone. So he goes over to them in the fucking yard, he starts screaming at them. He's like, what the fuck did you do with my hammer? You guys are trying to drive me fucking crazy. I'm tired of the way you're fucking acting all the time. Like, what did you do with my hammer? I want you to stop lying to me. He's screaming at them. He's going fucking crazy. Mm, like, he he's causing a scene. And he's... <laughs> He's about to beat them with the hammer. He, um, yeah, he's just fucking freaking out at them. And these are the kind of anger problems that he started to have all the time. Clearly, it's irrational. So where like, was the hammer? Don't know. But the girls couldn't have taken it. They were, like, not close at all. They were in the yard playing. Like, there's no way they couldn't have taken it. Do you ever think about the best way to prepare human remains? Do you ever see goblins, ghouls, and ghosts hiding in the corner of your room? Do your friends call you freaky for obsessively talking about the most wild conspiracies? Well, gather around the campfire and listen up while a couple of broads tell you the spookiest stories around. In this podcast, we will cover murder, true crime, conspiracies, the paranormal, witchcraft, and anything else that's out of the norm. Whatever that is. Welcome all freaks and creeps to our podcast to find out... What rhymes with murder? I'm Zena. And I'm Constance. And we can't wait to let you in on our macabre podcast. Be prepared to laugh until you're dead. And laugh beyond the dead. Listen to our podcast, What Rhymes with Murder, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So, anyway, it's like irrational. He's just like so fucking angry all the time. I know, though. I don't trust kids now. I don't trust kids either. I don't trust kids. Where the kids were fucking fucking with the mom. The Lodge. Yeah, the Lodge. Oh, Oh, my God. It's really good. You guys should check it out. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. Maybe the kids were fucking with him. But one of the other problems was that in Ginger and Arnold's bedroom, the window would open by itself. And he was fucking losing his shit trying to figure out how it kept happening. And he kept blaming Ginger, getting in her face. Ginger, I ain't paying to heat the fucking outside. Yeah. And he's like, how are you doing this? Like, how does this keep happening? Like, how are you doing this? And he's getting in her face. Don't you know? You gotta shut the fucking windows when you're done. When you're done. Okay, gee. He's like inches away from her face. He's screaming at her. He's acting irrational. He's punching Don't you fucking holes know. in the plaster walls. Like he's going crazy and he's blaming her for stuff. He's blaming he's people that for. Pipe. That's he's what got, it he's seems got a peace like. Pipe problem. It's a crack pipe. It's a crack pipe, and it seems he's just like blaming <laughs> no, no, people. No, it's a peace pipe. <laughs> it's a, he's just blaming people for things that like it couldn't possibly there be their fault. And eventually, Arnold just stopped talking. Thank God. Right. Best possible outcome thank god yo arnold the kids are just like don't you shut your fucking mouth and so he did say something thank god he would just stand in various places around the house and sometimes pace around occasionally 
People would hear him yelling in the other room, screaming, what do you want? Oh, all right, yeah. Um, but nobody could see what Ghosts. was tormenting him. He spent all of his time alone and wouldn't even answer questions. Ginger was also spending a lot of time alone. One night, while Aaron, uh, nope, Arnold. while Arnold was downstairs playing the organ. Aaron? Arthur? <laughs> Aaron? Alistair? Alistair? What's next? Arnold was downstairs playing the organ. She could hear the creepy organ chords drifting up the stairs and... She decided Fuck, that it was it's mobile. way too fucking late for him to be playing the organ this loud. Not good at all. Oh, he's trying his best, Jenny. Jesus. Well, no, it's just weird because his like gospel music had started to merge with these like weird show tunes that he used to also play. But they're playing. He's playing them together now, and they're he they're pioneering clashing and they're creepy and it just is eerie. And he's playing it loud and with like odd tempos was strange like it's just creepy it's creepy 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 shit and it's late at night so she decides that like you know this is too much the kids have to sleep and and she has to sleep for that matter so she goes i'm about to paint a room a 13th color tomorrow and you fucking keep me up all night you fucking asshole alone and she's alone in her room because he's downstairs being creepy so she goes and she starts walking down the hallway and she hears huh is he a vampire no um so she hears footsteps. She goes up. She hears a whisper. Ginger. She turns around and there's a ghost. Whoa. Inches from her face. Uh, it's just a blurry, COVID. smoky COVID. outlook of a dark. Six feet. <laughs> Back six the fuck feet. up, motherfucker. You, you can be here, but six feet. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that the, um, I can't believe I forgot to mention this because this is honestly the most important part of the story. I'm going to let you down right now, babe. This is huge. Ready? Uh-huh. The kids uh-huh. had a pet raccoon. Yeah, you did. I did forget to mention that. That should have been the first thing. It should have been the first thing. That you mentioned. I should have opened with that. You should have opened with that. Yeah. We could have gotten on task much sooner. So these kids had a pet raccoon. And one I day. Mean, that's what's kind of fucking a trash panda for a trash state. For these trash children. It's for trash children. Because Arnold clearly is starting to not He's like playing. these children. So one day, babe, tragedy struck and the raccoon ran away. Babe, you can't do that to me. You introduce him late. It's about to get worse. Yeah. It's about to get way worse. Arnold was pissed. He was screaming at the kids. He was like... You know how long it took me to train that fucking raccoon and to be your fucking pet? in their face about they're irresponsible, they're bad, they're this, they're that. And if you were my kids. <laughs> he wants to teach them a lesson. <gasps> I don't like that. He has this crazy look in his eyes. We're going to get you a bear. I want you to understand that Arnold was a great father. He was uh, a great father. But right now, April said it seemed like she didn't. he didn't care about them. He didn't care about he has snapped any of them, which we'll do that to you, Wisconsin, because it sucks. And he didn't even look like himself. Like it it was like his face was warping and and his personality was warping. And it, it just wasn't the same man that hey, was yeah. their dad. And when Step he in. found the raccoon, he killed it to teach them a lesson. Dad, look, we were just kidding. We found, look, we found, we found him, him. Ha, ha. and he pa, just like pa. snaps it over his leg. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like that? He's really gone. Now man. you'll fucking learn <laughs> the lesson that and, is taught. It's obvious. And here. I'm kind of under the impression that April was the oldest out of the four because she was the only one that showed up in the like. She was the only one who was quoted. So I'm assuming the other ones were just too little, you know. Mm-hmm. 
traumatized. Or too traumatized because that is hugely traumatizing that he just murdered their pet in front of them to teach them a lesson and he's not even their real fucking dad. He murdered it. He just like grabbed by the neck and was just like... I don't know. I don't know. I imagine they were too traumatized to talk about it. <sighs> exactly. Hey, tell us about your raccoon. So, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. It uh, ran um, it away. Ran, it went to live up on a farm upstate. And then they're like, <laughs> why is your uh, back porch covered in blood? And they're like, uh, I fell. I tripped. I tripped. It was, well, not, it was, it was a raccoon, but not <laughs> ours. <laughs> it's weird that there's an inside out raccoon on your backyard. Yeah, I know. It's a hat. Duh. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's hat. I don't want to talk about it. Ginger is fucking fed the fuck up. She wants her kids to have a normal life, and Arnold is honestly fucking them up at this point. Divorce. So she's trying her best to make it normal. She starts to have some friends over to kind of distract her and the kids, but the friends quickly when they're oh, over this sucks. Hmm? They're like, man, it smells like fucking farts. It smells like sulfur. Here. It's really weird. It's like the smell of demons. And then one day, Ginger has friends over. She's in the fucking other room getting the hors d'oeuvres ready, and she hears a scream. Hors d'oeuvres in Wisconsin is cheese. Yeah, it's cheese. And cheese. all the friends run out of the house screaming. They leave. They never come back. They never talk to her again. She's not sure what they saw, but she knows it's bad. Arnold gets worse. His organ playing is just getting creepier and creepier. One night, it's really fucking late again. Ginger's tired of the shit again. The organ playing is creepy by itself, but besides that, it's and loud. And he sucks. And he sucks, and it's a weeknight. He's not even good at it. And she just, she just wants her kids to sleep right. It's been forever she now, you know. Like this is, him. this is ridiculous. So she, she leaves her room, and she starts to walk down the long, narrow hallway. And the hallway seems to get longer. That's what she said. And the lights start to flicker. Turned that fucking hallway on. The lights start to flicker. And as the light flickers in and out, the hallway continues to stretch as she walks. And it's almost like the hallway is never ending. It feels like she's walked down this hallway for a half hour. Finally, that would be pissed. I know, right? And the whole time she hears the organ playing and her kids crying. So finally she gets down the hallway. She gets to her kids. She holds them up in her arms. She's hysterical. Everybody's fucking losing their shit. Nobody's slept in days. She runs down the stairs. She's screaming at him. She's like, you fucking suck, first of all. I hate you, second of all. Direct quote. You're doing terrible. You fucking suck at playing the organ. You're terrible. You're terrible. I hate you. Arnold changed, and so did his playing. Arnold wasn't the man that she fell in love with. This gospel hymns had gone to straight-up horror ambient noises that I would download to post-produce our podcast with. And at this point, Arnold had lost his business. He hadn't been working, and he was just screaming at the kids and playing organ, like, at night. So, I mean... You don't even pay the bills no more. So Ginger tries to get him to fucking stop. She's screaming in his face, and Arnold is like... Fuck off, Ginger. This is the only thing keeping the demons away. I knew it. You think? Yeah. You knew it? I said that. You did say that. I was like, I was joking. You did know that. So the nine and 10 year old daughters at this point had like suicidal ideations, which is just like awful for a nine or 10 year old to have. Ginger goes to unwind when she needs to in the woods at night by herself, which is just the worst that it can get. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Exactly. Yes, it is. It's terrible. She just can't cope. Winter comes, the heat and electric get turned off because they can't afford it. And they all sleep in the living room, not talking, with (laughs) Psycho Arnold. Uh, The pump broke. He's got like a mini organ. 
right? Yeah. Dad! Dad! Fuck! God damn it! It's just like a three key one. <laughs> so, uh, one day the uh, water pump breaks and they are not able to get water anymore and they have to actually hike down to the lake with buckets for water. Uh, they also start burning furniture for warmth in the fireplace. That's what I would do. April still to this day hates wind with a passion, she says, which wind. I understand. Yeah, because the house was like falling apart in a shithole and they had no electricity and it was just freezing and every time the wind blew, it was just like, ah, like that. So I understand. Uh, One more time. Ah, like that. Mm-hmm. I understand. That, that wind blows. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. Uh, so Ginger's fucking over it. She was before this point too proud to ask for help, but she had a really good dad who really cared about her and she knew he would be willing if she just set aside her pride and she came Exactly. She was like She was way too fucking scared at this point. She was scared of her husband, she was scared of the house, she was scared of the ghost, she was scared of everything. So she calls her dad. She calls her father, he brings the camper, he loads up Ginger and all the kids. Yeah. And um, you know, they offer for Arnold to come with them if he wants to get out of the kind house. Of an empty but offer. he actually refuses. And he uh just kill. Anyways. disappears. Like he just leaves. What? Nobody really knows. Like he's not dead, I guess. How do you know? How do you know that? I don't know that. But he just left and he just Arthur Hinshaw just left, never talked to him again, never heard from him again, like Whoa. He left the house and he pieced. Did anybody check the crawl space? Uh, yeah, I guess that's a really good question. That's a great point. We must have answers. That's a really good point. Let's go to Wisconsin. So, hmm. I mean, I will never go there. <laughs> never. Even if it's on a Sunday to buy booze. <laughs> so Ginger um tells her dad everything. And... Her dad didn't believe her. He's not even good at the organ. He has a small penis. (laughs) (laughs) He was a skeptic, though. Her father didn't believe her at all. He loved Summer Wind. Uh, Yours. Yours. I'll trade you houses. You can have it. You can have it. It's fine. But Ginger personally hoped that Summer Wind was dead and out of her life forever. In spring of 19... Like Arnold, yeah. In spring of 1972, Georgia and the kids live in Canada. Georgia? Gina. Ginny. Ginger. Ginger. Ginger and the kids live in Canada. <laughs> so Ginger is like fucking obsessed with ghosts because the shit that happened in that house confused her and bewildered her and she just like wants to Ginger be able to. Ginger is now? Ginger is, yeah. And she's like wants to be able to explain it so she will not go back to the house. She doesn't want anything more to do so with it. why would she... I would not even want to go to, like... She wants to read about it and understand what happened. she wants to understand it for herself, so she doesn't exactly. cry as much, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But her dad, though, he said that Summer Wind was fucking fine. And he said that seeing Summer Wind was like seeing a wet puppy, and he wanted to comfort it. Ugh. He wanted to be the one to step up, provide for it, make Done. it better. You're dead. But Ginger had sold the house to Mrs. Murray. Grandpa, though, her dad, he went back to the house. As the tenant? Uh, Well, he just went to visit. His <laughs> son, tenant. 
movie? Lieutenant, uh, his son Ray, which is Ginger's brother, just got back from Vietnam and he was looking for a project. He wanted to buy a house. He was looking for something to do. So Ray and her fa- their father went to Summerwind and they took a tour. Mrs. Murray would not go inside the house, but she let them explore. And they were fucking in love with it, right? And her, their father both. They wanted to turn it into an Airbnb, uh, just a regular B&B, not an Airbnb. because this was Just a normal that. bed and just breakfast. Just a bed and this breakfast. They wanted to do a little restaurant breakfast, uh, like hotel situation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So at this point, um, the house was way worse. It was in way worse condition. The, it had been exposed for years to weather and vandals. And Ugh, the thing is, people are just jacking off in there. And yeah, and like crack. drawing pentagrams and shit. Yeah. Ugh. So Ray and their father at this point, though, they were not deterred. They Ray, de- giant deterreds. They were deterreds. They were deterreders. <laughs> Ray was looking at the house, admiring the woodwork, while he heard footsteps behind him. Uh, he thought. Come out there. He thought it was. Just his, turns around real quick. Judo chop. Hell yeah. He thought it was his dad, so he ignored it until he felt. Come on, dad. Quit playing possum. You stop it. Until he felt breath on the back of his neck and heard a guttural, deep growl. He I turned around and he was like, what the fuck? And there was nothing there. So he was like, okay, maybe I'm Too tripping. didn't have any holy water. Too bad. Both of the men feel a weird cold air in the house. But anyway, for some reason, Ray buys summer wind. Don't know. He calls, he calls Ginger, tells her what happened, and Ginger is fucking pissed. But their father doesn't believe. He dismisses Ginger's feelings. And Ginger tells the kids, who are also pissed and afraid. Arnold, nope. Uh, April says that the house is so evil that it has the ability to possess anyone inside of it. Smart. Ray starts to renovate the house. He tries to hire some contractors to help him. They seem really on board until he gives them the address of the house. When they find out where it is, and that it's summer wind, they say, never mind. It's too big of a project. Uh, they don't have the manpower, et cetera, et cetera. They make up all these weird excuses. Which um, I would do. Which I would do, too. Mm-hmm. I would do that, too. Their father is disturbed, so he goes to Mrs. Murray, and he's like, can you please tell me the history of the house? So Mrs. Murray tells Ginger and Ray's father about the history of the house and their father hears this shit. He fucking zoops it up, puts it in his brain. He starts to believe Ginger a little bit more, but he still develops his own blueprints for the house. All the while, he's telling Ginger and Ray about his excellent plans, how he's going to turn it into this beautiful place. He does not mention the chilling history. Ray gets so nervous while their father is telling them about his plans for the house. He's chewing his nails off to the point where they're bleeding. And Ginger is like, yo, let me help you. Like, I could put you under hypnosis really quick. And nope. I will just get you to stop biting your nails. Nope. And then I'll take you out of hypnosis. No. And we can record it. And while then like in the haunted house. No, no, no. Oh. At grandpa's house. At our dad's house. I was like, this stupid. No, bitch. no, no. At our dad's house. And we're not going to even talk about ghosts. I'm just going to tell you to, I'm just going to get you to stop biting your nails and then you're going to be fine. And like, they didn't even mention the ghost. So he was like, Ray was like, yeah, that's cool. And they start recording it. And so Ginger has him look at a pen somehow and she does her magic and she gets him to kind of like go under. And when he goes under, he starts to shake. Exactly. He starts to tremble and he starts to shake violently and his voice chains 
instantly possessed. His voice changed into a different voice that they had never heard before. It was repeating disturbing things such as, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm very old. I hate my children. They are weak. I hate weakness. You are weak. Just saying crazy shit. And it was in a voice that they had never heard before. And the whole time, Ginger is starting to get freaked out that she has unleashed something that she is not equipped to control. So she's like, Ray, where are you, Ray? Come back, Ray. Ah, fuck, Ray. 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 Snap. Three, two, one, snap. So she's like screaming, trying to get him out of it, trying to get Ray back. His voice is psychotic. The lights in the house start to flicker. Ginger's like dying right now and regret, you know, and Ray might be literally dying, literally dying. And she starts doing this impromptu exorcism. She just doesn't know what to do. So she starts praying over him, like sprinkling water onto him, just trying to get him like the demons out of him because she doesn't know what else is going on. And then jerk him off, get the semen out. At one point, the I'm lights. Demon. Ew. The lights, in, <laughs> the lights in the room blow, and Ray goes completely limp. And their dad is like, Are you alive? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real, what the fuck? So Ray wakes up and he has no recollection of what happened. He just has this like wicked headache and he's like, What the fuck? <sighs> I really, I really have a bad headache, man. Oh, but I. I don't, I don't know what news, happened. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're all like, yeah, that was really fucked up. Um, My bad. I missed a couple steps. I missed some stuff. There was one particular event that made Ray so afraid that he would not step back into Summer Wind. When he was renovating the project, at one point something happened. Ray was all alone. Like I said, he couldn't He's get any. He killed people. He got into the. Right? In Vietnam. He has killed Ray people has. in Vietnam. Um, I don't think anything scares this guy. Ray was remodeling the house at one point and something happened. He was alone because he couldn't find any carpenters. He ran out of the house. He wouldn't come back. He kept making excuses to his dad for why he wouldn't go back. And he wouldn't talk about it. He actually hadn't even mentioned it. He was like, you know how, you know, he comes out of this hypnosis and he's like, you know how I haven't gone back to the house in like three weeks? And they're all like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, you know how I've just been like, just saying like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not going, I'm this, I'm that, you know, like making excuses. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, do you want to know what really happened? Yes. Come on. And they're like, clearly, yeah. Duh. Clearly. And he's like, I'm going to tell you what happened. At tell us. So one day I was upstairs. I was doing some work in the hallway and I was by myself and I heard someone downstairs. So I started going down towards the sound. I creeped down the stairs, started peeking around the hallway and I could see. A man in the kitchen eating my fucking sandwich. And and so I started to go towards it. And as I'm creeping down this hall, I get a little closer. I get a better perspective. And I see there's a woman and she's sitting at a table. And it's not my table. It's it's a completely different table. The ghost brought the table? It almost looks like it's like it's like period furniture from like Mm -hmm. You know, it's old. They brought it with them. They brought it with they them. They brought it with them. It's strange. From astral plane. And I see them there together. The basement door started to shake violently. And the woman oh, gets up and she runs behind the man and she hides behind him and the door swings open. And this tall, tall, Yo, we have, they have, unhumanly what's tall. What's in the basement? Ten foot tall man. There's something in the basement, bro. He's wearing black. He appears to be made of smoke, blowing down the hallway at them. And then the guy, he reaches into the drawer, he pulls out a pistol, he shoots at it twice. It's the original owners and his wife. Yep. 
And then they fucking run down the hallway. I see the front door swing open and they run out the door. He gets his keys. He comes back as he... No. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he also like obviously chased them out of... Like he chased them because he was like, what the fuck? And Does he, Ray get shot? Ray was dead the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> but he, as he ran through, um, and even when he came back, he smelled gun smoke. Like he smelled gunpowder. And there was nobody there. It had just. Something's in the basement. It had just been raining. There was no footsteps in the mud besides his own. So he knew that there was nobody actually there. Mm-hmm. And he came in and, you know, all the furniture was like it was. There was clearly, like you said, there was something wrong. There's something in the basement. There's <coughs> something wrong. He just saw a glimpse of the first owners of the house. And when Ray told his family that story, that's when their father lost it. Because Holy he was like. Because he heard that story. Because he heard that exact story yeah. from Mrs. Murray. So yeah. he tells Ray, look, that's what happened. Like, that's literally what happened. And you saw it happen again. You saw, like, a replay of the whole thing. Um, I'm upset. I know this is crazy, but would you be willing to go under hypnosis, like, one more time? Are you fucking high, dad? This is all... This is peace pipe stuff. This is pee pipe... Pee pipe... stuff. This is pee pop stuff. So... Pee pop, pee pipe. Pee pop, pee so fucking, uh, yeah, I don't know. Somehow they convince Ray to go back under hypnosis. Ginger I'll puts him back under. I give you so much munder. So much munder. So much munder. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> so while Ray is under hypnosis, Ginger is just telling him to describe what he's seeing, you know, where he's at, all that. It's dark. He's at Summerwood. He's at Summerwind. Excuse me. Summer. <laughs> he's at Summerwood. He's at Summerwind. And he's standing in the basement. <gasps> there is something in the basement. He's describing the basement perfectly. He describes this one corner and how he goes to the bottom and there's a piece and it looks like it's crown molding, but he pulls it out and it's actually like a little drawer and there's something in there like a box. And he opens it. What's in the box? What's in the box? And he's like, oh, it's a land deed. And it's signed John Carver. And they actually, at one point, they pass him a notebook and they ask him to write this stuff down so that they have exact directions to where it's uh-huh. at, uh-huh. what's on the landing. It's in the basement, bro. What it says, exactly everything that he can see. Um, and then they bring him out of the hypnotic state and they're like, okay. Let's go to the basement, team. Let's go right now. So the thing about Jonathan Carver is that he was an explorer in the 1700s. Uh-huh. Supposedly, he was well known for... Quote, settling a conflict, end quote, between two native tribes. I th- By murdering one native tribe? I think that sounds about white, Bay. Um, <laughs> it sounds uh, about white. And there's no... I love you. High five. <laughs> I love you. Good one. That was, that was by me. <laughs> and there's no documents of the conflict or what happened or how he resolved it. So oh, exactly. come to my uh, meeting. That's just like classic white people. Here's some juice. And then he murdered them. Um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, because there's no documents. All that, th- all that we know is that John Carver got there. The conflict ended between the two indigenous tribes. And one and indigenous he, tribe never. And he claimed half of Wisconsin. The indigenous tribes half. Well, a half that I guarantee did not belong to him. To the other indigenous half. Yeah. I guarantee it didn't belong to John Carver, and somehow he got it. And so that was kind of the name. That was the so name. So did they go into the basement? 
That was the name that he said was on the land deed. Mm-hmm. And they do. They go to the basement. They fucking go all the way down there. Ginger fucking hates this place at this point. She's fucking over it. Their dad is starting to be sick of it. Right, obviously. I would obviously. be all into this. I'd be like... I need to know. Yeah, I need floor to know. safe really fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, it is like floor safe. So... Um, floor safe. Now, I'm, now I wish my floor safe was on. <laughs> so they go to the basement. They follow Ray's exact instructions, trace along the baseboard molding. They pull out the one section. It does pull out like a drawer and there is a wooden box inside that seems to be very, very old. But when they open it, there's nothing there. That prompted the family to believe that whatever ghost it was was searching for that land deed. It was most likely Jonathan Carver's deed or it could have been an indigenous person looking to get their land back and because that deed was gone there was unrest in the house cool have it have it yo what would you do at that point would you just give the land to like some native american tribe i would not live there i would make it a park or something i would not live there that's for fucking sure i'd be like yeah this is free this is our new homeless camp on the lake you guys whoever just wants to come live here can just like live here yeah that's fine. I'll make sure you guys got food. Uh, the family, all of them, were abysmally fucking sad because for a brief second they felt like they had a solution and they could have figured out what was going on. I got the solution. You're making it like a Native American nursing home. Yeah, make up for it. Yeah, yeah I agree. In 1988, Summer Wind was struck by lightning during a storm and burnt halfway down, leading to the creepy-ass pictures that I showed you before that you guys can see, our, see on our Instagram People make road trips to see Summer Wind. It's been featured. I'm so down. It's been featured in an episode of the, A Haunting on TLC, which I watched for this episode. It also has good, a book good content. written about it. It's so good. It's so good. I love the dramatic reenactments of Arnold fucking losing his shit and killing a raccoon. <laughs> it's so excellent. Book was also awesome. But uh, what do you think, Jake? Are you scared? That's fucking wild. Uh, yeah. I wasn't really scared, though. I was more into it like this is fucking Indiana Jones like shit. Like you would have figured out. Yeah. Oh, I would have I would have been like, yo, I'll build what do you need me to do right. for you? Well, I mean when you think you need a good sweat lodge? Yeah. That's like this is kind of story is the horror movie I don't like because personally I don't like when I see a horror movie about a haunting and it's like the ghost wants you to solve a puzzle and you solve Fuck the puzzle you. no, and you're good that. that's it. <laughs> and the haunting's over it after. It gives me hope. No, that's, I like those scary movies. This is that in real life yeah, though, I like but the hope. puzzle, the puzzle piece is missing. Yeah. So that makes it worse and scarier, which is why I fucking hated it so much. And I hate the idea that, you know, it's time to buy a house or find somewhere to live. You, you have to just trust. You just have to trust you have to trust the person that you have to trust the land it's built on. You have to trust. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I'd like to think that they would. There's a clause. There's a, a clause, clause that would tell you if the it's land haunted. was stolen from indigenous people. It's pretty much all of our land. So, uh, <laughs> can I tell you a happy news story really quick, yes. or do you have something? Nope. Okay, uh, this is the part of the podcast where I tell you a happy story. That's going to make you Whoa, feel Oh, that's really weird. Good. Usually I tell the happy stories and you tell the scary ones. Really good. I was going to tell him with it. I was going to tell Ghost Puncher, but straight up this is already like two and a half hours oh, long. Ghost Puncher. Yeah, we can't do it right now, but we'll do it later. Let's do it. This is a happy story that I'm going to tell you and it's going to make you feel better because that story did have a lot of loss and we want to end on a happy did note. It though? Did anybody die in the house? 
Well, everybody well, who for the bones. everybody who bought the house like lost their fucking mind and their That's fortunes, and then the house burned down. I don't so feel bad for them. there's a lot of loss. F- frivolous spending is what. I'm don't buy a mansion. Don't buy a mansion is key. I like that. Rule number 10. Don't, uh, buy, don't buy a mansion. Jordana Schmidman's bat mitzvah <laughs> celebration in New York had to be canceled <laughs> due to the coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> the coronavirus. <laughs> the coronavirus it's pandemic. So bad. The food for the event was already prepared, so the Schmidman family told the caterers to package it up for delivery to people in quarantine. Parent so volu- nice. It is really nice. Parent volunteers then coordinated deliveries across the New York me- metropolitan area for staff members and their families. Around 150 boxes of food were delivered to quarantined people Yay. in Bergen County, the Bronx, Westchester, Manhattan, Queens, that and Rockland County. Really the boxes contained portions of pesto salmon, balsamic chicken, a rocket dog patri- package with a hamburger, hot dog fries, and onion rings, butternut squash soup, fresh fruit, dinner rolls, and a tradition ham and stash and cookies I for the like Jewish it, holiday. They could have fed way more people if they would have broken it up a little more. <laughs> yeah, if only 150 people got like a 10 course meal. Like but God broken damn. That up, like, to, I could have fed a thousand. I would have been like Jesus uh, with the fucking two fish and it was five fish and two loaves or whatever. Five fish and two loaves. Do you want one more? One more happy story? Yeah, one more. Okay, one more. A bride donated. No, I won't. Like many couples with spring wedding plans, Crystal Goitia and Jason Oswald had to find these fucking names. It's tough. They had to postpone their March nuptials due to the coronavirus pandemic. It was too late to cancel their flowers, the 500 roses, 300 hydrangeas, and assorted greenery. Hydrangeas. And assorted greenery had already shipped. So the couple from New Braunfels, Texas, decided to pass them along to people in need of cheering up. Oh, we knew I'd rather that- have a meal than a. F- we knew that nice. we knew that so many people were being impacted by COVID nineteen, but we knew the people that was affecting the most were elderly and healthcare workers. Goisha so told inside to give them all flowers. We wanted somebody to be able to enjoy our flowers since we wouldn't be able to, so we decided to donate them to the local nursing home. Some whack ass flowers. If you have a scary story, please email it to me at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Cat pics, happy stories, etc. All welcome. No dick pics. No dick pics. I will be very, very sad. Everybody and will be sad. We'll thank be you so much for listening. And uh... don't forget to drink water. Goodbye. Goodbye.